Welcome to Psalm 29. Psalm 29 is called as the nature psalm, just like Psalm 8 and Psalm 19, where David recognizes the wonder of God's glory in his created order. In Psalm 8, David recognizes God's grandeur in the vastness of the night sky, whereas in Psalm 19, he describes God's splendor by the noonday. But here is why this psalm in particular is an interesting psalm. The Canaanites who lived alongside the Israelites had a similar poetry where they gave glory to the heavenly hosts and worshipped them as gods. For example, they worshipped the god of floods, the god of thunder, god of sea, the god of the woods, the god of the mountains, the god of fire and the god of wilderness and so on and so forth. In short, they worshipped and glorified the created order. But here David in contrast is giving glory to the creator, not the created order. He views the thunder and the lightning and the floods not as gods, but as God's agents that carry God's voice. And he writes from verse 3 onwards, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. In verse 4 he says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. And he goes on and on describing God's voice over the flood, in the wilderness, over the flames, and so on and so forth. It is John Oxenham who wrote an imaginary, fictitious life story of Jesus' hidden years. And in this he explains how one day the boy Jesus and his friend were returning back to Nazareth. As they were climbing, a great black cloud swept in from the west and darkness fell all over the sky and the thunder clapped all around them. Suddenly the young Jesus began to sing at the top of his voice. He said, It is the God of glory that thundereth, Eloi, Eloi, Eloi. And with his arms thrown up towards the sky, Jesus ran singing steadily as a trumpet. Well, of course, this is a fiction, but it so perfectly fits the psalmist's description of heavenly agents carrying the voice of God, doesn't it? Now imagine what the psalm did for the Israelites. While they appreciated the forces of nature, such as the fire, the wood, the lightning, and the thunder, and the water, they were dissuaded from worshipping them. They were constantly reminded that there is a creator behind their created order, and his name is Yahweh. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Well, may I ask, if you would take some time today to consider the mighty works of God revealed to us in nature all around us, would you set apart some moment to meditate upon the beauty, the splendor, and the vastness of the space above us and the many agents of nature that houses within them? And as you do this, my prayer is that God will begin to emerge as big as he is behind the grandeur of his creation, filling the canvas of your imagination. And I guess the only fitting response for us is to get onto our knees in adoration and worship the Creator behind the grand creation. And along with the psalmist say, I give unto the Lord the glory due to His name. I worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Well, shall we pray in the light of what we heard today? Loving Father, there are so many examples of your great glory and majesty revealed all around me. And I pray that I will not miss your glory revealed in them. Yet I can't stop thanking you for the glory of God revealed to me in your Son and my Lord Jesus Christ. Help me therefore to tune my ears to hear your voice speaking to me through your creation and through your word that I may live humbly and walk wisely before you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.